Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with fellow Your Story Travel Guide, Stephanie and Sarah. We hope and pray that you're all staying safe and happy and healthy. This is episode 619, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. Simply go to yourstorytravel.com and click on the agents list. From there, you can choose Vicki, Sarah, or myself, Stephanie, to help you plan your magical vacation. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation, so just contact us today for that free quote. So listeners, today we are continuing our series of Walt Disney World resort reviews in hopes that it may help you decide which resort might be best suited for you and your family on your next trip to the most magical place on earth. Choosing a place for lodging can be a very overwhelming and confusing decision, so we hope this series of resort reviews helps cut through some of that confusion and brings more clarity to your decision. In our last installment, we talked about the Grand Floridian another deluxe resort and today vicky go ahead with the big reveal and share which one we have planned for today so for the fourth of the series of resort reviews we're going to be talking about the polynesian resort uh, which is highly on my bucket list by the way we plan to hit some of the main highlights and address some burning questions that you may have about the resorts and provide some insight one of these might just be the one for you so since there are three of us again we're going to be doing that question answer format to just change it up and make it a little bit more exciting for you to listen to and we'll be chiming in with our perspectives and experiences from time to time so stephanie why don't you go ahead and kick us off with the introduction of the polynesian All right, so today we're gonna focus on the next resort on our list, which is the Polynesian. The Polynesian is known for its incredible food and drinks that feature a variety of fresh tropical fruits. It has an incredible volcano themed pool with a sandy beach and the theme truly makes you feel like you are on an amazing vacation. It is an 847 room monorail resort. Monorail, that's huge. And it's located on the shores of the Seven Seas Lagoon. And it's situated directly south and two monorail stops from the Magic Kingdom. The Polynesian occupies 39 acres and is styled as a South Pacific paradise, complete with beaches, tropical landscaping. It's got waterfalls, a bamboo tiki torches. The great ceremonial house is at the center of the resort, serving as both the lobby and the focal point. The Polynesian is a Disney deluxe resort, but the atmosphere is very casual and family oriented. It doesn't feel stuffy in there. It's just very, just, it's beautiful, gorgeous, but it it feels good for your family. The motto for the Polynesian resort is Aita Peatia, which means there will be another day tomorrow, just like today. Love it. I love this resort but I'm gonna wait and talk on it when we get to something that I know I've done before. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is beautiful. And just like you, Vicki, it is high up on my bucket list. Yes, I've been there. It was our first family trip. So 
have a little experience. My kids were little, very little though, so it was also a very whirlwind trip. Um, but we had a lot of fun. Disney's Polynesian Village Resort was one of the original Walt Disney World resorts, and it opened on October 1st, 1971. The grand opening ceremony was on the beach on October 24th, 1971. Earlier that day, the Contemporary had its dedication speech by Bob Hope. During the grand opening, the Polynesian hosted guests such as Bob Hope, Lucille Ball, Fred McMurray, the governor of Florida, and the Disney family. In the 1980s, the quote, village portion of the name was dropped, leaving the resort's name as just Disney's Polynesian Resort. But yeah, those are some pretty big people, and I would have liked to have been there actually to just see how that was. I'm all up for the when you have the famous people. Well, I'm curious, there was a famous musical group breakup that happened at the Polynesian. Do y'all know? The Beatles, right? Yeah, it was the Beatles. How do you have drama at the most magical place on earth? <laughs> on December 29th, 1974, John Lennon had booked a room at the Polynesian Village Resort. We hadn't dropped the village yet. And that is where he signed the documents that split up the Beatles. I forgot about that. Joey told me that, I think. Joey's a big Beatles fan. You wouldn't know, I'm 21 years old, but yeah. He's very, <laughs> he's very old soul when it comes to music. He feels like it was better established. He likes newer music, but he really, like he sits in there sometimes listening to some jazz albums and stuff and you're like, are you sure you're only 21? Yeah, I only had you 21 <laughs> years ago. So let's talk about the rooms. The Polynesian rooms are located in one of 11 different buildings called longhouses, which is one of the, my favorite things to teach about when we talk about the Native American unit, by the way. Each one is a two to three story high and all rooms are accessed through interior hallways. A standard room at the Polynesian includes two queen-size beds, a day bed, an armoire, and a very small table and two chairs. Typical rooms have a maximum occupancy of five persons plus one child under the age of three, and all the rooms come equipped with an iron, ironing board, small refrigerator, soap, shampoo, coffee maker, a safe, iPod clock, and a hair dryer. There are king-size beds available in some of the rooms, but of course you need to request that. And suites are located exclusively in the Tonga Longhouse. Those can accommodate between four and nine people. In April 2015, the Disney Vacation Club component opened at the Polynesian. And currently, as we've been talking about, if you've been listening to rumors and news, they are doing a huge refurbishment for the 50th and they've been revealing a little bit at a time and we've all been excited looking at what they've been doing. I mean, I love the rooms when we stayed there a few years ago, and now they're switching over to a more Moana theme, which is really fun. But there is one thing I'll say about these rooms is that they are huge. I believe that they are the largest, you're gonna get the largest square footage on property for a standard size room at the Polynesian. If you're looking for space for people to walk around in a room, this is a good option for you. And that's what Gina said about the contemporary. So I think that's like a deluxe thing is for them to be so much larger because she said she thought that you could have put two of her standard value resort rooms mm -hmm. in her deluxe room at the contemporary. So Par partially deluxe, but also that these were the original resorts. And I think they just made it bigger. It was, it, it's luxury today, but think about staying in one of these places in the seventies. Oh yeah, it would have been big time. It was, yeah, it was huge. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> I think that that kind of goes along with the time period as well as the deluxe setting. 
someday I'm going to stay here. <laughs> someday soon, probably, Vicki. I foresee it happening soon. I'm hoping. I feel like for me, maybe a year or two, I'll be there. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Next up are the room views and room prices. Lagoon views feature the Seven Seas Lagoon. And here we go with these prices, right? This could change our minds <laughs> on if it'll be next year or five years from now. We'll see. So those um, unobstructed theme park views are also available at, of course, a little price. Standard views offer line of sight to tropical landscaping and walkways. Views of the marina, pool, or parking lot are also included in the standard category. Specific views may be requested when reservations are made, but again, they can't be guaranteed. So if you're doing that standard room, you could say, I would really like to see the pool or I'd really like to see the marina. Um, of course, put those requests in and cross your fingers, but they just cannot guarantee it. The Polynesian is considered a deluxe resort hotel. And so prices will be among the pricier at Disney. The holiday season is of course the most expensive time of year. That includes mid-December to early January. And then again, during Easter week, prices on the low end start at about $540 and they can go as high as, drumroll please, $2,050 or even more than that for the higher end suites. Now, of course, those are suites that can fit up to nine people, but that's a per night price. And right now, if you uh, would like to go to the Polynesian, they have the special, it's 25% off the deluxe resorts off that price. So it would take it down just a little bit. It will help. <laughs> that adds up when you're staying at a resort that's that pricey. That right. 25% off adds a lot. I will tell you, um, and a lot of people don't realize this, we may have talked about this, but I still think it's worth mentioning for listeners is that some people don't realize you can move resorts while you're there. You can stay at more than one resort. And my friend actually chose to stay at the Polynesian because it was a dream for her during the week. And then she switched to a value resort when it got to be the weekend and she had the opportunity to enjoy that spaciousness and actually just enjoyed the resort and didn't go to the parks until she was at her value resort. So that is always an option and Disney moves your luggage for you. And a lot of people don't realize that. You call the concierge, they come to your room, they ask you which um, resort you're going to, they deliver it to the new re resort for you. And you just call concierge when you get to that room, like if you're at the parks all day or whatever, when you arrive at your new room and your new resort, you just call them and the concierge will bring it right up for you. And it is a very awesome experience. In fact, she did a trip where she did three different resorts. That's a great idea, Vicki, because a lot of people, like when they stay at these deluxe resorts, they make that comment like, my only thing I wish is that I had more time at the resort because the resort was so incredible and so amazing. I almost wish I wasn't at the park every single day. And so just say, okay, well then take a couple days there and make sure those are at least one or two of your off days. And then you could start your trip at one of the value resorts or the moderate resorts. Yeah, I would say also think about how you would feel though moving from a deluxe resort to a moderate or a value resort. You might consider doing it the other way around. That's what I was just <laughs> um, going to say. Yeah, because you're going to lose amenities when you if you are going down the totem pole. 
Um, but if you start off on the lower end and move higher, you might create a better feeling for yourself on your trip. Um, and I'm also, speaking of building resort days in, I'm a huge fan of doing that. My family always does rest days or resort days in the middle of our trip, usually one right. or two. That's the day that we go to the pool. We might even do laundry. I love doing laundry at Disney. Well, that could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If anybody needs to know about that, get in touch with me. I'll tell you all about how to do your laundry at Disney World and how to pack a laundry basket, the whole deal. Take it on an airplane. I gotcha. So, um, but doing that rest day, it helps everyone relax and walk around the resort and just take it all in because Disney resorts are so much more than beds and food. You know, the, you can get so much out of them, so much history, um, speak to the cast members and you can learn a lot. I was going to say the exact same thing because that was the best part about our split trip a couple years ago. We did um, the resorts the first week and then the second week we used the downtime. That would be so you might want to start on the weekend with the value resort and going to the parks, say, through Wednesday and then switch over Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to the more deluxe resort and be able to relax before you go home so you don't feel like you need a vacation from your vacation. Yes, I completely agree, Miss Sarah. <laughs> um, so there are different longhouses available. They're each unique. Um, they have a plethora of advantages and disadvantages. So we don't have time to deep dive into all of those details. So I'm just going to list them here for your reference. Um, I will say that this deluxe resort, and I have heard people complain about this, but I feel like it adds to the uniqueness and the theming of this resort, is that to get to your room, you go through the grand ceremonial house. You have to go outside into the elements to your longhouse. You cannot, they're not connected. So if it rains, you might get caught in the rain. You, once you get to your longhouse, there is an interior hallway that can take you to your room, but you will be outside for a moment. So that is something to consider. Um, so the longhouses, here we go. We have Tonga, which was formerly Bali High. We have Aratoa, which was formerly Tahiti. We have Fiji. We have Tuvalu, which was formerly Samoa. We have Hawaii formerly Tonga. We have Samoa, which was formerly Hawaii. We have Nui, which was formerly Bora Bora. Rarotonga, which was formerly Maui. Tokelau, formerly Oahu. Tahiti, formerly Morea. And Rapa Nui, which was formerly Pago Pago. All of the suites at the Polynesian are located in the Tonga longhouse. Most of the wheelchair accessible rooms are located in the Rapa Nui Longhouse. The Tokelau Longhouse was added in 1978 and the Tahiti and Rapa Nui Longhouses were built during the Polynesian expansion in 1985. The rooms there are the newest and a little bit bigger. I would just like to celebrate you, Sarah, because yes. you just ripped through those names like you'd been saying them your whole life and I'm sitting there going, did you practice that, Sarah? Holy moly. I read through it, but I also stayed here. So they're not new to me. <laughs> Does that make sense? Okay, that was impressive. Thank you. That was very <laughs> impressive. And I was like, oh, she's like a little tour guide right here. <laughs> 
It's tour guide Sarah. Thank but you. Thank goodness she got that section right there. <laughs> Given that the Polynesian was one of the original Walt Disney World resorts, some may wonder if Polynesian has ever been renovated, and I kind of touched on this earlier. The answer is yes. The main pool also had a complete transformation in 2001. The Polynesian underwent extensive rehab in 2006. The Longhouse by Longhouse was done in 2013. The Great Ceremonial House had a major renovation 2004 to 2006. In 2015, they expanded the Disney Vacation Club component. There are 20 of the over-the-water two-bedroom bungalows that sleep eight that by the way, look amazing. And I would like to put that on my bucket list, but I don't know that I will ever get to stay there. But one of my fa favorite vloggers stayed there and I was like living vicariously through them. The Disney Vacation Club Deluxe latest renovations are going on right now this past year, as we talked about and said that they're going to be Moana inspired. We've even talked about it on the news show, talking about what, how amazing they're making these rooms. You feel like you're in Hawaii. So it's nice to see that even though this is one of the two oldest resorts on Disney property that it is given some love and taken care of. And it's still, it's still be one of my favorites and I've never even stayed there like you, Sarah. I feel, I'm glad that you got to stay there. That's amazing. I, every time I go there, I feel, I feel like I'm exported to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii, but I feel like it may be the closest that I ever get, not because we couldn't try to go there, mm -hmm. but we just love those family vacations. And right now we're in a place where our kids, even as adults, still want to travel with us and we want to take advantage of that. And so if that means we don't stay at a Polynesian, but we go there to eat a meal or something, then we're okay with that. It's a, it's a just, it's a wonderful place. The, the theming, the way it smells, it's just. I know you got to buy that candle if you don't already have it. That candle's on Etsy. Polynesian candle. Yeah, I have a I have a Polynesian candle. I switch back and forth between Polynesian and Pirate Life. Yes, I have the Pirate Life one too. Nothing like the bromine chemical water <laughs> smell from Pirates of the Caribbean to um It transports you though. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into some special rooms and services for guests with disabilities. Uh, do they have rooms for them? Well, yes, they do. Select rooms in several of the longhouses are wheelchair accessible and include oversized bathrooms with wider doors. Some rooms include roll-in showers or bathtubs with handrails. All of these rooms are equipped with double peepholes. In any room, you can request a shower bench or a handheld shower head. After the remodel in 2013, additional rooms were added to two more longhouses. All accessible rooms are located on the first floor. Design or designated parking areas for guests with disabilities are provided in the main parking lot as well as separate parking lot in front of the Rapa Nui. Was that how that was? Mm-hmm. Yay, I did it. I'm not quite Sarah, but I'm trying. <laughs> for vehicles displaying a valid disabilities um, parking permit, complimentary valet parking will be provided. Room communication kits can be installed in any room, including door knock and phone alert, bed shakers, TTY telephones, strobe fire alarms, and phone amplifiers. So before we go into the next part, I wanted to say, I don't know if you guys have ever when we first went to a room that had two peepholes, I was like, they're making peepholes for kids? Because kids really shouldn't open the door unless they have a parent with them. I was such a dork, not even thinking of the fact that it's for handicapped. And so I think that is a good thing that they have those though. And it's not something you would typically think about unless right. 
Yeah, unless you need that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess your mom and dad could go out and get ice until you until you see me through the little peephole to come out. But that's not what it was for. But that's what I was thinking when I first thought, oh, they made this little peephole for children. <laughs> there are a limited supply of wheelchairs available at guest services. They are complimentary, but do require a deposit. The deposit amount will only be charged if the wheelchair is not returned. These wheelchairs are rented on a first-come, first-served basis and cannot be reserved. The Polynesian does not offer electric convenience vehicles. The Polynesian's main Nenea Volcano Pool is a zero-entry pool, which means the entrance slopes gradually like a real beach. There is also a water wheelchair available to aid in entering the pool. A lifeguard, lifeguard can assist if you ask. So let's continue the discussion about pools. There are two, the lava pool and the volcano pool. The lava pool received an extensive rehab in 2014-2015. In addition to 35,000 more square feet of deck space, a children's water play area was also added. It's awesome. I watched my kids play in it. The lava pool also includes an eight-person infinity hot tub that overlooks Seven Seas Lagoon. Then there's Volcano Pool. A stream of water begins outside of the Great Ceremonial House and continues down to the Volcano Pool. A 40-foot high volcano houses the pool bar and a tubular slide. Underwater jets, warmer water areas, and in-pool seating are also part of the design. It's beautiful and a great place to relax and a great place to hang out while you wait for your laundry to get done. <laughs> what does that mean, warmer water areas? Like the whole pool's not meat, not heated, but spots of it are? I honestly don't remember. I've been in that pool and I couldn't, I don't remember one spot being warmer than the other because in truth be told, if I'm in a pool and I feel a warmer area, yes. you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> exactly, that's why I was like, wait, why would there be warmer water areas either the pool needs to be all cold or all warm because i would be thinking the same thing <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. it stirs it up i don't know i remember I, th I think i remember jets like coming out of the bottom of the pool because i like to stand on those because it feels good on your feet i know that we would never pull hop just because i know that's wrong well and now you can't because now you of can't. magic bands but the first time that we went there joey's like could we come to this pool <laughs> all the pools at disney just they have something special. They're awesome. I think it's funny though. Do y'all feel like your heart lives with one resort or not? I really tend, which is where we want to eat. And that's why we want Ohana to open. I really, really love Polynesian. We've never stayed there, but. That's where you feel drawn to. Yeah, we find ourselves just relaxing there. Like a lot of times that will be what, like what you said, have an off day and mm -hmm. we'll eat at Ohana and then we'll just sit on the beach and watch the water and it's just so peaceful there. Yeah. We did that with Wilderness too. We sat in the rocking chairs and just rocked and rocked and rocked. So our next trip, we're staying at Wilderness Lodge. So we'll see how that one pulls at my heartstrings, but my heart and soul is Animal Kingdom through and through. And I love Polynesian, but it's Animal Kingdom. So I'm reading all of this and I'm like, yes, it was so amazing, but I still love Animal Kingdom the most. <laughs> so right. it's just interesting, but I think this resort is that for a lot of people. Well, and the thing that this offers that Animal Kingdom doesn't would be that monorail because that's important to a lot of people is the convenience and Animal Kingdom's a little bit, uh, it's, it's a little bit far. It is. 
I will never, sorry, we, here we digress again, but we're all talking about resorts, so it's okay. Um, being at Animal Kingdom Lodge for nine days and every morning waking up to giraffes outside my room is something I will never forget. No, you don't. So you got the Savannah View room? No, we had a partial Savannah View room. We did not book a Savannah View room, but the way the resort is done, it fans out and has all these blocks of rooms that come off of it. We happen to be near the barn, so the animals would come in every morning to eat. So we saw everything, all giraffes to antelope and cows and whatever else was out there, we saw it. And the giraffes, I have a, like a two minute video of four giraffes, one of them is a baby, and they're just playing outside of our room. I'll trade a palm tree for a giraffe. <laughs> it is definitely, I mean, their own entity. And like you said, Steph, the monorail would be something for some people. But for me, Animal Kingdom was, I got, I was blessed enough to stay at that one. And that was just because my friend was a DVC member. And I remember being so upset because that was when my knee was really getting bad before my first surgery. And I could only be in the parks for so long. And so I was like, I'm just gonna have to limit it. And so that was where I spent a lot of time by myself traveling because I wasn't gonna make all the moms leave to come back with me. That wasn't their fault that, that my knee was jacked up. And so it was so sweet or great for me to come back to that resort and have those giraffes and zebras and wildebeests to look at while I was resting my knee and putting it up and icing it so that I was ready for the next day. I don't know, I could have stayed there all day. And that was the thing, the one day we were all eating breakfast and we were just like, oh my gosh, look at that one, oh look at that, look at that. And then um, my friend was like, you guys, we gotta get to the parks. It's like 1030. <sighs> yes, I don't know if you touched on this in the Animal Kingdom Lodge, all of, even Polynesian has artifacts, but Animal Kingdom has the largest collection of African artifacts outside of the African continent. Right. It is a museum. It's just ridiculous. And I'm so sorry. Let's talk about food. Food, glorious food. So this is one of my favorite places to eat. This restaurant is currently not open, but I'm sure you have heard us talk about over and over and over. We hope that Ohana opens very soon. It is a popular family restaurant featuring an all-you-can-eat Polynesian feast Serve family style at your table overlooking the Seven Seas Lagoon. Food is prepared on an open fire pit and the restaurant is located on the second floor of the Great Ceremonial House. For breakfast, Ohana is the site to um, some characters which Stitch, Lilo, Mickey, and Pluto are usually, they come to your table. Obviously that can't be happening right now and it's not open anyway. But I remember the first time we went there that I knew it was an all you could eat. And then they were like, yeah, we bring the food to you. And I was like, what? This is amazing. I, you know, so it is amazing. So if you get the opportunity to do that, it's also amazing at night. We waited far too long into our times of traveling there to realize how good the dinner was. Even though we had heard people say that we were kind of sketchy because Brad and Joey are kind of picky and it's amazing. I think, yeah, I think Joey's giving me the thumbs up right now. He would love to be at Ohana for dinner right now if he could. And Kona Cafe, which I know that when we did Gina's report, she talked a lot about the Kona Cafe. This restaurant serves creative, fresh dishes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're most famous for their Tonga toast, which is two humongous pieces of bread with 
like banana stuffed inside of them and everybody seems to love it. There are several menu items that can easily be accommodated for vegetarians and even vegan diets. Uh, the chefs can assist you in your entree needs and the pastry chef can assist you with your dessert desires. There's also a coffee bar just outside the restaurant near the entrance to the monorail to the Kona Cafe. The Captain Cook's is their quick service restaurant. It's open 24 hour snack bar featuring fast food, snacks and desserts. And there are some additional outdoor tables available if you want to eat. It doesn't really have a lot of tables inside of there. I, that was one thing that I noticed for a deluxe resort, their quick service after going to a value where it's such a huge seating area, but I guess they don't need it is the only thing they can figure out. The Polynesian is not huge. It's not like the contemporary has a conference area, you know, Animal Kingdom's pretty big. I'd say Wilderness Lodge is bigger too, but in terms of resort size, Polynesian is definitely a smaller, more intimate feel. And then of course, there's the Pineapple Lanai where uh, Joey was able to get his dough whip even though we weren't in the parks last Christmas. And you can choose the classic pineapple or they have daily specials. They also have floats and they can infuse them with rum some of the time. But these, re these restaurants are amazing and highly talked about by pretty much everybody that has ever stayed or eaten at one of them. So if you haven't, um, Kona's open. I'm not a big bananas person. I kind of want to go to Kona Cafe and ask them if I can stuff my French toast with strawberries. Yum. Vicky just covered the restaurants for us, but what about the bars? Are there any of those? Yes, there are four bars at the Polynesian. There's Trader Sam's Grotto, and it's an interactive bar and lounge located at the first floor of the Great Ceremonial House. There's a small indoor seating area, and then there's also a really cute outdoor terrace with its own bar and live entertainment. And then there's the Tambu Lounge, which is connected to Ohana on the second floor of the Great Ceremonial House. It offers cocktail or cocktails, juices, coffees, and appetizers. The Barefoot Pool Bar is next to the Nainia Volcano Pool on the shores of the Seven Seas Lagoon. And then there's Oasis Bar and Grill, which is a full, a full service bar with specialty cocktails located at the Quiet Pool. And it serves burgers, sandwiches, and salads as well. So next is recreation and fitness. What's available there? Well, we have watercraft for sailing the Seven Seas Lagoon and Bay Lake. Choices include pontoon boats, canopy boats, aquafins, sailboats, or one of the new water mouse boats. A resort ID or driver's license is required to rent any watercraft at the marina and children must be 12 years or older to drive. The marina requires previous sailing experience to operate any of the sailboats. I'm wondering how they... <laughs> Do you know how to sail a boat? Well, sure I do. Yeah, right. Honor system? Yeah. Here's a quick quiz. A jogging path circles around the Polynesian longhouses past Luau Cove and stretches to the Shades of Green Resort and back. The entire route is one and a half miles. Maps are available at guest services. There are no health club facilities at the Polynesian. However, Polynesian guests may use the Grand Floridians Health Club accessible with your magic band you can walk to the health club via a walkway on the west side of the resort. And we did that when we stayed there, not to go to the health club, but to go eat at the, eat at the Grand Floridian. So if you want to try out the neighboring resort's food, go right ahead. 
Next up, actually, though, is our entertainment. The Spirit of Aloha Dinner Show is presented at Luau Cove, weather permitting, and the show features authentic Polynesian dancing, and the food includes a full Polynesian-style meal, including drinks, non-alcoholic and alcoholic, and dessert. Note that the cooler months of luau's are sometimes canceled if the temperatures fall below 55 degrees, and currently they are not running this show. In fact, as far as I know, these characters are still on furlough, but... I mistakenly scheduled this instead of the Ohana dinner, thinking that that's what my friends had been talking about. And I mean, it was a nice surprise. It was something different. And I'm not saying I would never do it again, but there, as you guys know, there are millions, or feels like millions of restaurants that we want to eat at. And so we try to change it up and try at least one or two new ones every time. But this was really good food and it had a good show with a fire guy where, you know, he lights the fire and does funny fun things with the fire and then there was a little like show put on within it and they had a little what do they call those they call them their aunties or whatever everybody's their aunts or something and so that was part of the show and it was really good so if it comes back I would highly recommend it what are some good locations for watching the Magic Kingdom fireworks most lagoon view rooms feature great views of the Magic Kingdom fireworks otherwise any place on the Polynesian beaches or boat dock offer a good place and they pipe the music into that area. So you should be able to hear the music and kind of feel like you're in the park. Can you watch the electrical water pageant from the Polynesian? Yes, you can. The pageant floats by the Polynesian each night at approximately 9 p.m. The Polynesian is actually its first stop and if you position yourself at the boat dock a few minutes before it starts, you can actually watch the floats being towed out to the lagoon and prepare for the show. But you need to make sure to check with the front desk as sometimes the times vary on that. And can the guests take a boat cruise? A boat provides transportation between the Magic Kingdom, the Grand Floridian, and the Polynesian, and it can be a relaxing trip. Firework cruises, private or with company, can also be arranged in the marina. And I will tell you that once I found out that you could take a boat from the Magic Kingdom to the Polynesian, that is what I had my family do, and sometimes they get frustrated with me. We trade off now. It used to be we only did the boat there and the boat back to Magic Kingdom, but we trade off and do boat and then monorail or vice versa. But I love that boat ride. It is so relaxing to me and there's not more than, well, now there's really not a lot of people on there, but um, at the time there was not more than like 20 or 25 people on the boat and the boat captain usually gave you some information just free for the ride. It just made it that much more special. What do they call those boats? They call theirs friendship boats too, but- They do? Yeah. Well, the one, the guy, he said, welcome to the friendship boat. But then somebody else told me that the friendship boats are the ones, only the ones that run from Hollywood Studios to Yacht and Beach Club to Boardwalk to Swan and Dolphin to Epcot. So I'm not sure. Hmm. I thought they were as well. But I tell you what, though, nothing beats getting on that monorail and getting spit out in front of Magic Kingdom. And it takes five minutes. Right. That was awesome. That's why, that's really the reason we picked the Polynesian for our first family trip because we had two small kids and a double stroller. And I said, if we're gonna do it, let's do it now because that way it is easy for us to get in and out. <laughs> and it was. It's also easy to get back for naps. Like, yes, naps. I've stayed places that it's not easy to get back for naps. So I'm like, sorry, children, you're just gonna go ahead and nap in your in the stroller and we're gonna get eh, naps, but you're gonna do it because it's too hard to get back. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you said this, Vicki, but you can see if it's ever open again, you can see, and there's fireworks again, you can see them from Ohana. Oh, I thought I did, but maybe Maybe not. you did and I missed it. All right, so um, where can guests shop 
and where are the merchandise locations. So we have the boutique that has wooden statues scattered around and featuring features a variety of merchandise. The statues were made in ba uh, Bali and they weigh up to 1,000 pounds each. Among its many items, Boutique sells the types of fashions previously sold in the resort's other stores. All right, then there's the Wyland Gallery. That's funny, that's where I went to elementary school. <laughs> it sells beautiful artwork from paintings to sculptures and more. There's Trader Jack's that sells Disney merchandise and other gift items. The Samoa Snacks sells sundries, liquor, um, film and snacks, and a pin trading cart is outside Trader Jack's. All shopping is located in the Great Ceremonial House. Uh, another popular shop is the Moana Mercantile. That's also in the Great Ceremonial House, and it's oceanic. It's an oceanic outpost filled with playful souvenirs and Disney merchandise like toys, sundries, snacks, and more. <laughs> so, what are some great Polynesian phrases I can use if I really want to fit in? Well, here's a little tidbit. Did you know that the Hawaiian language has only 12 letters and that no two consonants ever appear without a vowel between them? Here are some words and phrases to get you started. Um, if you really want to know how to say these, you might consult something else and not how I'm saying them, but I will do my very best. I got this one though. Aloha which means <laughs> hello, goodbye, and love. Aha, ana, feast. I'm probably butchering these. Eita, peatea, there will be another day just like today. This is the Polynesian motto that we mentioned earlier. Ho ananea, to pass the time in ease, pleasure, and peace. Ohana, family. Moana, ocean. Melakalikimaka, I know that one because I love that Christmas song. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Mahalo, thank you. Mahalo nui loa, thank you very much. You'll hear mahalo for thank you a lot during your stay. There's no word for you're welcome and that's because in Hawaii, mahalo or thanks is given without expecting anything in return. Hmm. That's a wonderful sentiment. I really like yeah. that. Nice. So the cast members at the Polynesian seem so friendly. What is the secret, you ask? Well, in addition to the special Disney training all cast members go through, the Polynesian cast members also attend classes in traditional Polynesian values. And the classes emphasize like helpfulness, hospitality, and welcoming attitude of the traditional South Seas culture. The cast members also have access to a special Polynesian reference library. The Polynesian has one of the largest percentages of original cast members anywhere in the Walt Disney World. There are around 16 cast members who have stayed with the Polynesian since its opening day and the entire Polynesian cast represents about 1,000 years of service at the resort. Holy cow, that's amazing. Wow. Because people just don't stay at jobs anymore. And yeah. so to, to, to know that they stayed at that job for so long says a lot about the job and it's the place people working for Disney. I mean, clearly they love it. That's why they stay. Of course. And when you love your job, you're happy at your job and you, you know, you just, you treat people better because you're happy about it. So we've covered a lot so far and I'm gonna hit a few final miscellaneous topics and then wrap it up. So here we go. Explore the main lobby where you can find the tapa cloth and a reproduction animation cell. Uh, there's also a handful of hidden Mickeys floating around. Then there's the Polynesian Resort that has a unique uh, kukui nut tree. 
the only one of its kind in the state of Florida. The tree was brought here from its native Hawaii. A time capsule is located at the base of the tree. That's really cool. So this is the only kukui tree in Florida and it can be found in Polynesia. Um, so what is Tonga Toast? Vicky did kind of talk about this already. This is one of the most famous breakfast meals at Walt Disney World, available only at the Polynesian. Auntie Cowie's Tonga Toast is similar to an extra thick French toast that's made with sourdough bread and stuffed with banana. It's served topped with cinnamon and sugar. Um, and you can get the Tonga Toast at the uh, Kona cafe or through the Polynesian in-room dining. It can be ordered fried the traditional way or grilled, which is a new option. It can even be made vegan if the breakfast chef is given a day's notice. A variation of Tonga Toast can be found at Port Orleans Riverside Boatwright's Restaurant. Banana stuffed French toast is what they call it over there. Um, or you can ask and tell Vicky if they will do it with strawberries. We are just curious to know if that would be accepted. Um, like the Contemporary Resort, each fully equipped room was assembled at a facility four miles away and transported to the resort on flatbed trucks. Each room weighs approximately 8.5 tons and was lifted into place, stacked three stories high with cranes. Framework was assembled around them after they were in place. Pretty neat little tidbit there. Yeah, that's so cool. When the resort opened in 1971, a wave-making machine created artificial waves that crashed onto the beach. Although it added the authentic South Seas feel of the resort, it also created rapid beach erosion. Operation of the wave machine ceased shortly afterwards. The machine had been located on Beachcomber Island across the way. If you look at the island while on the boat to the Magic Kingdom or Grand Floridian, you can see where the wave machine used to be. The Tangaroa Terrace restaurant, which featured an oriental buffet, closed in October of 1996. The space is now used for weddings, meetings, and other special events. The Coral Island Cafe opened with the Polynesian on October 1st, 1971. It closed on July 25th, 1998, and after extensive renovations, reopened in November 23rd, 1998 as the Kona Cafe. And the one thing that I wanted to mention was that the Kona Cafe has remained open during since they reopened Disney World. But like we said, Ohana is not open, but the Tambu Lounge that's next to Ohana, I don't think we mentioned this, is open during this time. And you can get some, a couple snack items I think you can order there besides adult beverages. And Stephanie, I don't know why, because Brad was talking about this when he was researching it, and I guess he forgot to put it. But yes, you can walk from the Polynesian to Magic Kingdom if you would like to, but bear in mind, that is going that's going to add to your steps for the day because it's 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 a good 15 20 minute if yeah. you take it at a good pace from the grand floridian so then you're adding in the walk from polynesian to the grand floridian before it so it depends i mean if you're really healthy people and you know i just know that if you have small children you may not want to do that because you may be using some of their steps that they would be using in the park <laughs> yeah it would probably take you at a good clip, it would probably be 35-ish minutes. So you would only do that if you're desperate or just enjoying if you're if you enjoy to go for walks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do that on your off day to the parks, that would make sense as exercise or something. But you're staying in those deluxe resorts. Use those monorails. Oh, absolutely. It's so nice because you get to go through security at the resort. Right. So when you get off that monorail at the Magic Kingdom, 
you walk right in. It's awesome. <laughs> it's worth some of the price that you pay to stay at these places. So big thank you to Stephanie and Sarah for helping me dive deeper into the Polynesian. No pun intended since it's, you know, the ocean. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. I learned some things. I hope you guys did too. And I hope the listeners um, learned more about the Polynesian and whether that is the place for them to stay. It is definitely, I recommend you go visit it. A few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. And just one more time, if you want to book that trip, or maybe you just want that free quote, go to yourstorytravel.com, click on the agents tab, and then you can choose Stephanie, Sarah, or Vicki, and that will get one of us to give you a quote right away. Remember, it's $200 that's totally refundable um, up until 30 days before you depart for your trip, and that'll hold your reservation. So just get it, get it set, get it set, and start getting excited for that Disney trip. You can check us out on our social media account, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or at Your Story Travel TikTok account at Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends.